Hi everyone, this is Jackie Cooper with J. Cooper Travels and I want to welcome everyone to this episode. I am super excited because even though I happen to be in Maryland, um, my guest today is um, traveling from one port to another and today she's in Palm Beach and I've had a wonderful conversation that everyone should go back to in the feed to learn a little bit more about Lori and what she's doing. But in case you've missed that, definitely you're going to catch up today and and really learn a lot, especially if you're thinking that you want to um, invest in a boat, a yacht, whatever size. Um, Lori, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that it's uh, gloomy and rainy back in Maryland, but here in West Palm Beach, it is 80 and beautiful. I know. I, I was wondering what the weather was going to be like when we connected, and I can see the blue sky behind you. So, um, Lori, why don't you go ahead and uh, before we kind of take a tour of the um, the waters, why don't we uh, share it with everyone, the company that you're with and um, and what you do? So, uh, my name is Lori Kaiser. I am with Ocean Point Marine Lending. We are a division of Bank Newport. And we do boat financing of all sizes. So uh, your small boats all the way up to the mega super yachts that are here at the show. So um, you're at a number of boat shows. So why don't you go ahead and share with everyone who's listening uh, where you are and, and everyone who's listening, even if you um, hear or see the video after the show, these shows happen every year. And Lori's around, and I'm going to be including her phone number as well as the website, so that way you can reach out to her, even if it's after a show has happened. But if you're at the show or you plan on going to one of these shows, definitely you know reach out to Lori, go to find the booth, and that way you can have a personal one-on-one -on -one conversation. So, what what other shows do you normally travel to? So this show is the West Palm Beach International Boat Show. It's primarily power boats um, of all sizes. Like I said, uh, from 25 foot center consoles all the way up to you know 200 feet bed ships. So um, all sizes here, but primarily power boats. There's a few sailboats, um, mostly catamarans, but just like a handful of those here. Um, but there's a gigantic show at Fort Lauderdale every year. There's one in Miami every year. Um, one of my favorites because it's local and it has a lot more sailboats is the Annapolis show. And there's two Annapolis shows. They're back to back. One is the Annapolis powerboat show. And then the other one is the international sailboat show, both in downtown Annapolis. Then there's also a Newport, Rhode Island show. And then there are boat shows pretty much all over the country. There's a great one in Seattle. There are some in Texas. Um, so there are local and regional boat shows that you can find everywhere. So um, with the, your, the boat show that you're at right now, you mentioned um, that you're, you're there. Do you want to show some of the boats that uh, behind sure. you? Yeah. Sure. So, um, fun. I'm going to turn this around here, but. Wow. Look at them. Gorgeous day. Yeah. I can um, walk down uh, and show you some more. So as what's the process as, you know, for if they, if someone comes to you and they're thinking about um, getting a loan or getting, you know, uh, trying to finance, um, what's the process that you do when you um, talk to someone? I know we did talk about this on our earlier episode, but someone who's new might not know. So 
um, what would you talk to them about? So um, it depends on where they are in their um, sort of buying stage. If uh, they have found the boat, they, they know that that's the one that they want to buy, then the process would be to you know, find a financial representative that does uh, boat lending if, if they do want to finance and start that process. It's usually a um, credit application that's usually done online through a secure portal. Uh, then depending on the size of the boat, the size of the loan, we may need to gather some income verification such as pay stubs or tax returns. If it's a larger loan, then the bank may wanna see verification of liquid assets. So copies of bank statements, that kind of thing. But that's really only on your loans that you know, like are above 350,000. Um, so it's really a kind of simple process. We can usually turn around an approval within 24 to 48 hours. And then that person is finding a, a survey, a, a surveyor to do a sort of like an inspection on the boat. The bank does wanna see a review of that report. Um, and then once the bank accepts that survey and the buyer accepts the survey, they're you know, moving forward on the purchase. Then paperwork is put together, signed, and then we send the money and then they drive off in the boat into the sunset. That's awesome. That's awesome. So the surveyor that you mentioned, um, if they go to a boat show like where you are, um, are there vendors like those who are there that they could actually meet or how would they find them? That's a great question. I can't say that I have seen surveyors here. Um, and I think the reason being is usually when somebody decides on a particular boat, they're working with a broker on that on that boat, and that broker is probably going to recommend or refer a couple of different surveyors for them to choose from that are local to the area, right? So um, if it's a private sale, though, and there's no broker involved, then there are two websites that um, you can go to. I'm sure there's more than that, but these are certified uh, surveyors. So there's two organizations that certify surveyors. One is called NAMS and the other one is called SAMS. <laughs> so they, they both have um, websites out there. You can search um, by state or region and you can even search um, like drill down on that for sail or powerboat surveyor. Um, most of them can do either or but there are some that really focus on sailboats or some that really focus on power. Um, so yes, they can uh, choose surveyors that way, but I, insurance, there's a lot of insurance agents here with, with booths at the show, but I really haven't seen any surveyors. So I know that when I went to the Annapolis show, which is where I connected with you and um, some of the other um, individuals that I'm interviewing, they, uh, there's so many uh, exhibitors there, especially, you know, once you own your boat, there are different things that you might need for your boat. And so that's another, um, you know, reason to go to a boat show because of the fact that you can actually see the variety of um, supports that you have. So I, I know that um, I'm new to this, this whole world. And um, if someone is trying to decide, I, I know obviously it's income-based, but if someone is trying to decide what size boat, um, you know, does it, does that, what, what's your thought in terms of, do you give any guidance to people if they might be out of their income bracket, but do you kind of, do, who do you work with uh, within the boating world and who can maybe you refer people to? So that's a great question on, on what size boat. Um, so 
a broker is probably the best person to talk to mm -hmm. when trying to determine what's the right boat for that buyer. Um, but as far as the price of the boat, that is something I can help with or a financial representative could help with. So we do what's called pre-approvals or pre-qualifications. Um, and that would, we do a review of the application and the financials. And it's a little bit different than a home mortgage where they review those tax returns and the application and say, all right, you're approved for up to X amount, right? It's a little bit different than that because boats are so different than, than a house. So um, we try to get an idea from the buyer what range they're comfortable in. And then we review everything and come back to them and say, yeah, we, we think you could get an approval for, you know, X amount. And that gives them confidence to shop in that price range. Um, they don't, there's no commitment on that pre-approval or pre-qualification. So there's no obligation to, to take that loan or anything, but they are able to then go find a boat in that price range that they're comfortable with. And when they go to make an offer, that offer is actually stronger because their financing is already in order. They're yeah. already pre-qualified. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that totally makes sense. And it also, I know, um, you know, when I was walking around, there's such a variety of shapes and sizes and price points. So it really, it makes sense to have the pre-qualification just to kind of have more of a peace of mind to know that, okay, I'm good in this range and I can decide the high or the low of that range. Um, otherwise you're kind of looking um, into the clouds and you just don't know what you're actually qualified for. Correct. And if you are a first time boat buyer working with a broker, um, I just, it's highly recommended that broker can help you determine what other carrying costs there are of that boat. I was you just know, about what, to say there's you know, what slip fees the might be, boat. what insurance might be, um, what fuel uh, costs there might be, what maintenance fees there might be. So that helps you figure out what that budget is and um, make it work. Yeah. So, um, do you have any, and everyone, as I'm saying this too, um, I'll definitely have the, the website, um, embedded within our conversation, but do you have any, um, free tools that you share with, um, first timers or even those to help them figure out what their budget is? Uh, gosh, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's not really like a plug and play. Uh, okay. Uh, situation because everybody's situation is so different yeah. and recreational lending is so different um so Got much it. different than like a car loan or a home mortgage so really the the best thing to do is have a conversation with a financial representative whether it's me or someone from another company that conversation i think is key that first conversation just to see what banks are looking for what what that customer has in mind what their current situation is what they're hoping to accomplish with the boat loan so talking with someone through that is probably the, the best way to start and be educated. So Lori, why don't you go ahead and, um, I did mention that I'm gonna be um, embedding the blog in your contact, but why don't you go ahead and mention how people can reach out to you so that way um, they also have that on the audio as well. Sure, thank you. Um, again, Lori Kaiser with Ocean Point Marine Lending. Uh, my cell phone is really the best way to, to reach me and that's 443-223. 8425. You can also email me at laurie.kaiser 
at banknewport.com. And that's L-A-U-R-I-E dot K-I-S-E-R at banknewport.com. That's great. Mm-hmm. So you're you're at the show today. What what are you have you had a lot of people visit your booth and what's the plan for the rest of the day? So yeah, today is Saturday. So um it's gonna be packed. So right now, um see the docks are just sort of filled every all the uh, brokers and exhibitors are starting to come to their boats and get them cleaned up and ready for viewing. Yeah. Um, by 1030 this morning, these docks will be packed with people and uh, lines to get on boats, but it, it's a really fun atmosphere. They've got um, some drink barges with music playing and some live bands. Um, there are booths um, off the water that um, they sell off the Sorry about the noise. That's um, okay. All sorts of boating uh, accessories um, and, and fun accessories like jewelry and clothing, but like uh, there's engines back there and all sorts of uh, gear um, yeah. for sale in the booths, but uh, the docks are really where all the action is. And yeah, we um, talked to a lot of people just helping to, um, you know, give rate quotes, see what a monthly payment might be on a certain boat, um, that kind of thing. So we're uh, here to answer those questions, but we're also here to support the brokers that are that are here that we work with all the time. Do you do you work with people who are outside of the United States or just uh, clients who are in the United States? Most of our banks require that um, the buyer be a U.S. citizen. Okay, um, right. So it's, and they prefer that the boat stay in U.S. waters. Ah, good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Now um, there are programs out there. Um, if the boat, say you wanted to take the boat to the Caribbean, um, there are programs out there for that. Uh, there's a difference between moving to the Caribbean permanently and being a cruiser, right? So um, most people are cruisers. They uh, keep the boat in the United States, but they take trips, whether long or short, to the Bahamas or to the islands or sometimes over to the Med, but uh, they intend to come back. So there's different programs for different situations. So for everyone who's listening, definitely Lori is an expert in this. She's been doing this for a number of years. Um, Lori, do you want to share your background, how you got into it? Because I know it's a very you know, interesting story as well. And you shared on our first, but I think people might enjoy it. Um, well, I, my family was always in boating. Yeah. And uh, then I owned a little sailboat in my 20s. But then kids happened and the sports and all that. I sort of got out of, got out of boating, but always yearned to get back. And then I um, was in a completely different field and uh, happened to fall into this. I didn't know much about financing, but I knew a lot about boats and I love them. I love every, I love sailboats. I love power boats. It doesn't matter how you get out on the water as long as you do. Um, So I'm sort of loving the job that I have because I get to help people realize their dream and, and get out on the water. So, um, it's, it's been a great uh, 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so for everyone who is listening, definitely reach out to Lori. I'll have her contact information embedded within. And, um, you know, if you are deciding that um, you are not 
quite there yet to buy a boat, but you want to at least experience um, some excursions on yachts, then reach out to me too. I'm able to book various travel so that way you can put your toe in the water, so to speak, to see how you like it before you actually make a purchase. But either way, get out and enjoy because um, it's all about having the fun. And everyone, as I always say, um, be kind to yourself, be kind to others. Um, we're all so interconnected and we're all part of one world. And definitely subscribe to Jay Cooper Travels and my other YouTube channel so you can see Lori and where she's going next and other conversations about how to navigate the yachting community. So everyone have a great day and I'll talk to you hey, soon. Jackie, just um, one thing if I could add. Are we yeah, of course, of course. Since we're here at a boat show, I just wanted to talk about why it's maybe um, beneficial to attend one. Yes, so, please do. Yeah, so um, you might be looking at boats online, right? So you're you're interested in buying a boat, and of course, we're all online researching everything. That we're all googling everything, but you really only get a good feel for that boat to step on it and to touch and feel it and see what the quality is compared to a different boat or. How does that layout work for you and your family versus a, another layout? Um, so this gives you an opportunity. So for instance, you know, you're looking at, uh, I'm gonna show you a boat here. Uh, you're looking at this boat. Yeah. This is a saber. Um, and then you wanna see how that compares to this boat, which is a little bit bigger of a saber. Um, or, for instance, these boats right here, you can get on these boats and look around, but then right next door are some other models. So you might have a few picked out, like on your list. This way you can come to the boat show and get on those different manufacturers and different models and really get a feel for what it's like to be on it, in it. Does it work for your family? The layout. Um, you can really learn more about that boat and the quality of that boat by actually coming to a show and getting on them instead of just looking online. I, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad you interrupted me on that because I had, uh, you're right. When I was um, kind of wandering around the Annapolis show and I, I stepped on various ones and I was learning all the secret compartments and how big, you know, the, um, the various sizes of rooms were, you know, again, you, don't get that feel from just the online portals um, or the quality of the materials, like you said, um, or how, you know, how uh, the height of, you know, the, the rooms, you know, just great point, great point, you know, little or the kitchen, the layout of the kitchen or the galley, you know, again, everything has special <laughs> names and stuff like that, you know, so um, you're, you're right. It is really important to do the touch feel um, and, I guess the other thing is you have the experts who are those manufacturers or the, like you said, the brokers there. So you can ask questions or you could hear other people asking questions that you might not have thought about asking. So, you know, again, if you are taking the time to go to the boat show, then, um, you know, mingling with people um, and just kind of learning because we're all uh it's osmosis it's definitely osmosis what other tips um do you recommend for people who are going to different boat shows um that they need to be thinking about i would definitely um come prepared and um a way to do that is to get online to the show website mm -hmm. um if there are boats that you're considering or a certain type of boat uh the 
the website of the boat show lists all the manufacturers that are going to be there, where they're located in the show, what they um, are offering, you know, what boats they're bringing to the show. That way you can sort of pre-map your day um, and give yourself some extra time. There might be, you, you might have to wait a little bit to get on a, especially like a really big boat that's very popular at the show, you know, but um, I would definitely do your research ahead of time and then give yourself some, you know, free time. It, it can be a, a long walking, walking day. Yes. No, really comfortable shoes. <laughs> um, bring a uh, sun protection, you know, a hat, sunscreen, all that. But uh, yeah, I would definitely just come prepared for, you know, what you might be looking for. The other thing that I'm talking about shoes is make sure your shoes are slip on, slip off. Uh, because again, when you go onto the boats, they often ask that you be barefoot or in socks. That's so, right. um, you'd, um, that was my first experience. And I wasn't, I had, um, you know, like sneakers that were not the most practical. So again, those are just time saver tips as you are trying to hop onto a, a boat that you want to explore. Um, and also take water because, you know, again, you are out in the sun and you want to stay hydrated. So um, other other little tips that you think that for those that might be new to this, um, that they should, oh, what who's what's behind you right now? I see a very large. This is a princess. This is a 90 foot princess. Wow. Wow. Which uh, is made by Viking. And then this one is, I'm sure, bigger, but I need to back up so you can see it. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, so this is an azimuth. And if you can see the front here. Yeah. It's got like a little sun deck up there and I'm sure there's a little hot tub up there probably. Um, but yeah, this is this is a beautiful princess yacht right there. So what does that range cost someone? <laughs> uh, let's see if I could make a good guess at that. I'm probably gonna say 9 million new. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so do you um do you finance used as well oh yeah most of our loans are for um used boats pre-owned boats okay um, yeah so absolutely we um and rates are about the same for new versus a pre-owned so the rates are going to be exactly the same on a new boat than the same as like a 2013 boat Rates get a little bit higher when you get older than 2013, but we have sources that will go back to the 80s on the age of the boat. So we really can finance pretty much any boat. So you had mentioned, um, I'm, I'm not sure if it was uh, during our episode now or earlier, um, the insurance side. That's really important for um, individuals just like you know with everything else. Do you work with insurance brokers or how does someone find, um, you know, um, someone to kind of fill in that gap as well? Yeah, we do. We um, have several agents that we uh, recommend. Um, the, if there's a broker that they're working with, I'm sure they also have a few agents that they recommend. Um, sometimes it's good to pick an agent in the state where you're boating. So if you're boating in the Chesapeake, you know, finding an agent that's sort of local or regional to the Chesapeake you're boating in Florida, finding a Florida agent, um, they tend to know those programs better for those areas. It can be different by region for insurance. 
So what about um, inheritance? Do you deal, um, how does the loan work um, if someone passes and they want to have the boat go to um, their family members? Can the, the loan be transferred over or how does that work? Um, it really would not be transferred over. Um, that would be handled by however their estate was being okay. handled. So okay. we go into their estate and um, either the boat is you know, sold, but if the family wants to keep the boat, uh, then someone would either need, it would need to be paid off um, and then like a new loan put in place. And, and that, that, could, that could be done through a financial uh, company like us. So we would get the new family member or new person that wants to own the boat uh, approved. And we put that loan in place and just pay off the other loan. So for everyone who's listening, um, in addition to being a certified travel um, associate, um, also my background is also law. So, you know, that question kind of popped into my head as I was thinking about wills and estate planning and things like that, because these are these are assets that, you know, you own and you need to make sure that they're within um, your planning. Uh, so that's definitely a question that you need to be thinking about because it's uh, just like a house. It's it's major and you need to think about next steps. I love everything that you have in the background. My gosh. Um, uh, for those that are on the audio side, definitely hop over to the YouTube side. You're going to be seeing, you know, such a variety of, of boats and yachts. So what, what category are these that you're showing us now? So... Um... For instance, the ones behind me right now are princesses. So we just walked by the big 90 footer, but these are a um, little bit smaller ones, a 62 foot and a 60 foot right here. But then, um, so these are like um, cruising motor yachts. Uh, but if you look at this one right here, this is a Hinkley and it's sort of like a down East style, um, sort of like a, it's also a cruiser, but definitely, I'm sure you can see definitely a different style than you would have on a motor yacht, right? So all different kinds of, of styles. And then um, if you look up here, we have ones that are basically cruise ships. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, one of the things that I'm noticing, and and um, I'm pretty mobile, but I always, whenever I look at some of these um, access points, I'm always looking, okay, how am I jumping onto them? You know, so I like the idea of a wider berth in terms of being able to not have to kind of jump onto a small plank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's um, definitely are, something to consider. Yeah, what other things do you look for when you are going onto a, a yacht or a boat um, for uh, for you, if you were to be um, possibly purchasing? I really like the, the Downey style, which I just uh, showed you on. Here's another one behind me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm mostly a Chesapeake Bay boater. Yeah. Um, so weekend trips, that kind of thing. Uh, I love a big... Uh, cockpit so that's the area in the back of the boat um i like that when you can move around in the cockpit like there's plenty of seating but you can still move around and not feel crowded yeah especially um, when you have a lot of people there their legs will kind of get in your way yeah right right <laughs> we like to entertain so um we like like a lot of space back there and then um i would say that's probably the biggest thing that that we look for we 
own a catamaran and uh, on a catamaran, obviously you get that large open space there in the back. So that's why we love that so much. The one other thing that I'm uh, gonna, and at the point that I purchase, I'm gonna be looking for is storage because a lot of times um, we think that we don't want to take a lot with us, but sometimes when you're traveling, you've got to pack tight. So um, have you found a certain um, style that has more storage than others? It's a really great point and storage is a huge, huge thing. I have had people buy a boat and sell it within a year because it didn't have enough storage and they're buying a different boat. So that is, um, there's not one, I can't say that there's one manufacturer or type of boat that has more storage than the other. It's all about the design that that manufacturer does. And that's why coming to a boat show to get on boats and compare things like that is so crucial. So um, ask about the storage when you're on the boat, ask them to open drawers or closets. Sometimes it looks like it's a huge closet, but it might be only like four inches deep. So what are you gonna put in there, right? Um, so th those are the things you wanna look for. Make a list of things that are important to you before you come to the show and get that list out on every boat that you are on to check those off. You know, did it pass did it, or did it not pass um, to meet your, your requirements? Yeah, the one thing that also popped into my mind, and I and I remember seeing this on on a, a, a different um, show, is where are you putting your luggage? Because again, when you travel, to, you might you might be traveling to where your boat is, or you might be getting off or doing different things, but you want to take things with you. And so, if you um, don't have a place to put your luggage, then that's also a storage nightmare. Right. You learn very quickly that you do not bring anything um, with a hard case. Everything is in a soft case. So you, can, <laughs> you squish it down and collapse it and stow it away as tight as you can. And you learn to pack really light. You learn to get away with a lot less than what you actually think you need. Well, and, and from that fact, too, um, when you get off the, um, you know, to explore different ports, and if you want to actually um, get new food, you need to be thinking about how are you going to carry your groceries back to the, um, you know, your, your boat. And so that type of soft luggage is also handy when you are um, doing different types of shopping. <laughs> right. I, I highly recommend the um, waterproof backpacks. Yes. Um, the top rolls down and you throw it on your back. Those are perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about any other uh, tools that you're thinking about since you're an experienced uh, boater? Um, well, as far as provisions, um, you know, you have, again, the storage comes into place. Mm -hmm. So uh, taking, like you might buy a couple boxes of crackers or cereal or something like that. So leave all the boxes in the trash can at the dock, at the marina. Just, um, it's, the boxes just take up too much room. Um, and then the other thing that, like, we just found these and I, I love them. They're called grip sticks. You can find them on Amazon. Instead of a chip clip or a bag clip, it is a, a strip that you put over the bag and it literally keeps all moisture out and it has saved us. So I'm saves a lot of money because you end up throwing crackers away or granola away that's gone stale and these keep everything fresh. 
Yeah, these are these are tips that you can only get by uh, talking to people who are experienced and who have um, found the challenges as well as the joys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, any other I know you you're walking around. Where are you taking us now? I'm actually headed back to like where all the booths are. So I don't know if you can see from here, but here's a, a booth selling all sorts of fun nautical items um really cute stuff yeah and here's like a big shot of the of the big boat show which is about to start i think yeah it definitely is going to be about to start so you've been there for how many days now i got in on wednesday the show started thursday um it goes through sunday tomorrow at five o'clock and then i fly home yeah, it's great. And the, the next boat shows will be uh, in April in the Maryland area. And then after that in September, I think you have another show that I saw listed on the website. Yeah. Which show is that? Tell us more. So we have the next boat show is sort of a smaller one is the Bay Bridge boat show um, in Stevensville, Maryland. Mm -hmm. uh, that's in April. And then the next show would be uh, Newport, Rhode Island. That's in September. And then the two boat shows in Annapolis are in uh, the first two weekends of October. Yep. So again, for everyone who's listening, there's definitely um, a ton of ways that you can connect with Lori, both in person, as well as just by calling her on her cell phone. Lori, why don't you go ahead and give it your cell phone again so they can write it down. Sure. It's 443-223-8425. And any other last minute thoughts before we sign off? No, just uh, if you're watching this and you're thinking about voting, I am 100% in support of you. Go for it. No better time to get out on the water. I agree with you, especially as gorgeous as where you are right now. It, it looks nice and warm, and I wish I was there with you. <laughs> me too. Me too. <laughs> so for everyone who's here, again, um, thank you so much for being on J. Cooper Travels. Definitely like and subscribe and um, hop on the next episode. We'll talk soon. Have a great day. Great. Thanks, Jackie. Bye.